how much do you know about what it takes to automate a warehouse? Maybe you're in the logistics industry, but completely new to automation. Or maybe you tried automating once before and got stuck with a no good fixed infrastructure solution of the past. Don't worry, either way, we've got you covered. Today, we're talking about why AMRs are the emerging choice in warehouse automation and how they compare to other solutions of the past and present. Hello and welcome to GeekSpeak, the logistics podcast where we take an in-depth look at the problems facing today's industrial warehouses and how automation can provide some relief for workers, managers, decision makers, the supply chain, and ultimately lives of consumers around the world. I'm Sarah Gomez, host of the podcast and social media manager for Geek Plus. I'm joined by Andrew Matsui, our resident expert. Andrew knows warehouses. He spent almost 15 years working in them, and now he sits in an office as the head of key accounts for Geek Plus Global. We'll start today's podcast a little differently than most. Andrew decided to turn the questions on me, and what resulted was an interesting conversation about AMRs, AGVs, ASRSs, and where we're headed to next. Let's listen. Uh, Sarah, I know that you're the, uh, the host of this, uh, this uh, podcast, but uh, why don't we actually do it the other way around? Why don't I ask the questions? Hi, Sarah. Hi. Uh, so I know that you've joined the marketing team of Geek Plus, and uh, and you're currently con- creating content every day. Um, what? Wh- how do you feel about our products? Do you do you feel? Um, what do you feel is the most benefit of our products? They are super super smart, and there's an incredible team of people working behind these products. But the sophistication and the incredible technological advantage um, is very hard to see for everyday people. I'm very surprised to see that so many warehouses are indeed not automated. You know, like I read a statistic that said 80% of warehouses are not automated. And for me, I always every day tried to put myself in the shoes of, um, of a business owner or a warehouse manager who, I mean, you know, like as an everyday person, um, I'm overwhelmed by technology and it, it scares the heck out of me to think about if I was an owner of a business and all of a sudden, you know, um, I make basketballs, I make, you know, I make hiking boots and now they're telling me, whoa, you know, you got to stop the way you've do- been doing things for 30 years and you have to put robots in that are going to do it. For me, that's completely overwhelming. Uh, so every day I try to think about like how, how if I were that person, how would I like to be approached um, and what kind of information would I need to know to make the basic decisions and put my trust in somebody because I'm going to pay a massive amount of money. Uh, and, you know, it may be the only money that, you know, take a loan out or, you know, spend um, whatever money I have to make this great leap. I want to make the right decision. I just want to be as informed as possible. That's a great topic, I think. Just to kind of fill you in on what happened on the industry is that um, uh, a lot of, a lot, many years ago, 
we actually had this really big trend in the industry where everybody was um, hyper excited to automate. And back then, there were no AMRs, there were no new age automation like we see every day these days. Uh, back then, it was ASRS. So this is a big, humongous installments that you have to really plan, and um, the ROI is basically like 10 years or something. Um, but anyways, um, these massive installments were uh, being made uh, very quickly all around the world in, in these warehouses. Uh, this was actually uh, before the e-commerce trend. And uh, what happened was that uh, after, after everybody installed these and planned ROI for 10 plus years and made humongous investments, uh, the e-commerce blew up and started to uh, increase at this incredible pace. And the warehouses that designed uh, towards the, the capacity that, is, that was pre e-commerce they could not handle any of this volume and what happened was that they had to throw away everything and they had to go back to manual operation uh, because manual operation uh, back then the labor uh, cost was very cheap and all you need to do was you need to add a uh, hundred more people and you can voila you can do the volume that you couldn't do with automation so that fear is in I think everyone's heart uh, that that kind of remembers that um, back from the days so I think that's you know some of the fear that we're we're kind of trying to tackle uh, when we're um, when we're trying to uh, uh, introduce these new ways of automation. So can you tell me a little bit more about what an ASRS system is? Is that <clears throat> something with fixed infrastructure? Yes, yes. ASRS is short for automate automatic uh, storage and re retrieval system. So uh, bas basically, uh, what they do is you 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 can put something on a pallet or a box in the uh, on this. Uh, in the induction point, and then that thing will take it in and store it in the in the in the in the facility. But the facility is uh, is is made up to the ceiling, and it fills mostly maybe like 70% of the warehouse. So you don't need to do any of the picking or put away process. Uh, you just tell that you just send orders to the uh, ASRS, and it'll just tell, uh, spit out what you need. After that, you just uh, break open the pallet and you take what you need and uh, you package it and you send it to your customer. So uh, it makes it's it's actually very fast and it's very versatile. Uh, the only pain point of this is that it's a fixed infrastructure with a fixed ROI, and you can increase or decrease the the capacity of this uh, automated system uh, too too easily. Yeah. So essentially, you're bringing in this huge this huge infrastructure that you have to bolt down. Do you have to make changes to your warehouse to do that? Okay. Okay. Well, basically, when you when you put in an ARSRS, uh, it's usually um, you re you need to design it from the ground up. So you 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 uh, you have a blank sheet of paper and you have a blank warehouse, and then you say, okay, how much volume am I gonna do uh, for this year, next year, and the next next year? And then you try to forecast that, and then you make a fixed volume with that is unchangeable within the warehouse. And then after you d after you have the scope. You work with a vendor to design it, and the design take, uh, process takes roughly about a year. And after that one year, uh, you you uh, implement it. Uh, you you put it in. Uh, putting it in it takes another year or something. And then uh, and then after that, the ROI takes 10, 10 plus more years. So it's like a fifteen year, twenty year project. Um, but e-commerce, after e-commerce happened, everything is changing year over year, uh, and uh, it's just not um, it's just not good for those flexible, agile business decisions. 
On the other hand, if you know more or less what your uh, facility maximum capacity is going to be and you're going to build more facilities around it or something, then uh, ASRS might be a very good foundation for your business um, uh, moving forward. But uh, the problem is that uh, you don't know in e-commerce if, if your business is going to go down all of a sudden because of COVID all of a sudden one day or if it's going to fluctuate into three times the volume the next day. So that flexibility uh, is needed on top of uh, uh, a certain baseline. So uh, sometimes what our customers or uh, what I see companies do is that they have like a baseline, uh, baseline uh, volume that they want to automate and they will use ASRS more or less uh, for that portion because they know that that business won't go down too much. And then for the additional part, the additional part that they, they're not sure of that might go down or up, they, they use AMR systems or et cetera, the more flexible systems that can absorb that business impact. And uh, that's, that's, I think, how everyone's doing automation these days. So nowadays, Geek Plus has these autonomous mobile robots, which, uh, which, look, which look like um, gigantic Roomba vacuum cleaners, the ones that you have <coughs> in your house that just suck up the dirt um, while you're cooking dinner, whatever. The models that we have today... Mm. Um, was there something before them that was an autonomous mobile robot or um, is this <coughs> such a recent invention? The predecessor of AMRs uh, are actually AGVs, Automated Guided Vehicles. AGVs are um, basically a little bit dumber version of AMRs. Uh, dumber, I say, because it's not more, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, controlled by system, but it's more controlled by physical means. Uh, physical means would be uh, metal railings or uh, magnetic tapes or in some instances black tape. Uh, black tape, so basically you draw a black line in the warehouse or a factory and the robot would have sensors that look for the black lines and they'll follow the black line uh, wherever, uh, wherever it takes them. So uh, as long as you have a black line uh, painted on your warehouse, then your, um, your uh, AGV can go there. So these, uh, these were very easy to program uh, and easy to manage. Uh, they were more or less, you know, dumb. And uh, they, they took very dumb, uh, dumb instructions, paint, magnets, etc. But uh, the, the fact remains that you have, to, you, have to, um, you have to lay these out and they cannot change. And that, that was uh, part of a pain, right? Pain point of these AGVs. Also, AGVs were very bad at working in fleets. So they, they could not do parallel operations uh, in fleets. They, they had to follow the black line one after another. So it's more or less uh, uh, a line uh, operation rather than a fleet operation. So that's the difference between AGV and AMR. AMR uh, is system controlled. It has many, many layers of systems that uh, control the robot movement as well as the task association, as well as the order assignment and inventory management. And all these layers of software uh, creates a very smart way for these fleets of robot to work with each other. In AGV, if one thing went down, then actually all the other AGVs that were connected to that line of, you know, that black line was actually uh, down too. It could not move because of that one robot. And uh, you would have to monitor the whole warehouse uh, to make sure that this, uh, this was not the case for any of the lines that were drawn on the ground. Uh, however, for our fleet-type uh, fleet AMRs, 
uh, you don't have to worry about this because um, there are no single point of uh, failures. If one robot uh, broke down because there are hardware and they will break down someday, that's not a problem because you have 99 other robots uh, that's doing that can actually take the job that that one robot could not uh, is cannot do anymore, and um, supplement for it. So you can just take out one robot and it won't affect the system. So I think that's the biggest difference between AGV and AMR. Not all of our solutions are these Roomba-like discs, <coughs> right? We also have some solutions like RoboShuttle. What's the difference? What's the difference? Like, why would you why would you choose a P800 versus why would you choose something like RoboShuttle? Could you explain to the difference to me? Um, if you look at it from the hardware and robot perspective, yeah, they look different um, and they do different things and they have different logic. But um, at the end of the day, uh, that's not the important thing. And what's important is what what you need as an operation. Uh, do you need racks to be presented to you? Do you want to do cluster picking? Because that's what racks are about. You cluster pick from a single inventory, which is a rack. Is that the type of operation you want? Or do you want to do uh, um, a tote handling? Do you want the inventory uh, handled by tote and presented to you in such a way? Or do you want to have uh, pallets presented to you? So it's more about the operation and what you need as a solution rather than the hardware itself. The hardware is just medium that more or less just carries it. Uh, the robot, again, the robot itself is not too different from the AGVs. Uh, it's, it's still following QR codes. It's looking at uh, laser pointer. It's a smart technology, yes. Um, it's a little different, but what's different is the, the software and the, 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 the solution itself that actually makes these uh, robots different from the previous uh, AGVs, uh, more or less. And logistics solutions are so smart these days. Just you wait until we get into that edition of the podcast. I learned a lot today, Andrew. Thank you for taking the time to share your expertise with Geek Speak, the logistics podcast. Thank you for having me, Sarah. Uh, I think uh, today we were able to cover a lot of general topics that might be of interest to our listeners. I think it's a good place to start. Um, and uh, I think if you have any questions further, uh, we, can, uh, we can answer it more and give you more focused information. Yeah, thank you. When we return for our next episode, we'll spend it answering an automation question from our audience. And that question could come from you. If you have any questions for us about automation, our robots, or the logistics industry, please send them in. We're on LinkedIn as Geek Plus. That's a plus sign. Or you can send your questions to team at geekplus.com. That's team at geekplus, spelled out, dot com. Thanks for joining us. 